welcome to episode 10. 10. 10. Wow. Of the Chronically Well podcast. And you may, I'm not talking to myself right now. <laughs> you may have heard another voice there. I have invited back by popular demands the lovely Brit wins it. By popular, do you mean? You had, your episode is. I said, a, hey, do you, you yeah. want to have me on the podcast <laughs> No, I said, hey, I need another guest for the podcast. Will you please Wow, do it? so much demand. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad nobody asked. They asked the by the numbers. Brent. Sure, sure. Yes. So she is back. <sighs> I'm back, guys. Today, and it's going to be kind of a different episode. Um, different because we have no idea what we're going to be talking right. about, well, to be I, honest. I tried Callie's to... <laughs> five glasses of wine in. I've got a tea that's so hot I can't even drink it. <laughs> Cauliflower crackers you might hear me munching on, and we just don't really understand what's going no, on. No, we have no idea. But we know that the overarching <laughs> why of the interview yes. is to talk about being a woman with shame and chronic illness. Okay. So however those intersect i'm up for it i'm here for my it. children screaming upstairs. there's a lot of screaming upstairs <laughs> we're gonna um, ignore it okay they're they'll they'll scream you're upstairs. the parent here as long as you're okay with that um i'm on board at least the dog shut up okay so <laughs> shame chronic illness i do have questions okay but, okay so <clears throat> let's start out with how has chronic illness changed the way you think about your body so <clears throat> you guys have to know i didn't prep her with any of these no questions i have either literally no idea what well, we're talking about because i literally wrote them while she was in the car <laughs> putting something on her stories so she's like hang on just a second i was like perfect <laughs> you're like i'm so prepared for this <laughs> so ready um never mind me fumbling yeah, with the mic so i had no preparation for this so let me let me think okay so <clears throat> As far as how I view my body, and I know for a lot of people who message me, they feel like, first of all, they don't feel like themselves anymore. Mm. So chronic illness kind of makes you almost feel like you're living someone else's life yes. because it changes who you are completely, whether it's because you're in pain all the time or you're tired all the time or... Um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes it can really alter your mind even like, um, sometimes I feel like I'm living in outer space. Yeah. So it's a strange kind of feeling. And then the frustration and the anger and the hopelessness and the searching for answers and all of it just kind of is so overwhelming mm -hmm. that <clears throat> when it comes to like, you know, your body, you feel like you're a different person and you feel like that mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. So I know that for myself, my body has changed so much because I've just been so tired for about five years that I haven't been able to exercise and take care of myself. And um, my doctors even told me that I shouldn't be exercising. I just didn't have enough energy in my body to do so. And it was just an extra stress I didn't need. And so... That kind of just compounds to the depression you already feel. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they tell you if, if you're depressed, exercise. Right. <laughs> and not in this case. But no. And it doesn't help because you just feel worse when you're already like so tired and exhausted. Um, 
So for me, like it, it just, I just feel like I'm so different and you often wonder like, will I ever be back to the way I remember myself? Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how mm-hmm. was it for you? I mean, you went yeah. through a lot of. Same. I think <laughs> my children are murdering themselves. <laughs> Someone might be dying. Um, <laughs> someone might be vomiting. That happens like every night. Some, oh, okay. either a child. So that's so someone probably is. Patty vomited on the dog. I. That is a night. I'm glad I wasn't here. I have a picture. I would have. <laughs> what's that? What's that movie where it's like someone starts to like pretend like they're gonna vomit? No, date oh. night. Did you see date night? Yes. Steve Carell, where he's like. <laughs> She starts to think she's going to vomit, and then he's like, mm, nope, nope, nope. If you do, I do. That, that's me. I, I wouldn't be able to handle oh, that. I shouldn't show you this picture then, but I'm going to. You're going to show me a picture yes, of the vomit? It's the oh, my God. We have to turn this into, like, a YouTube video because people I'll have to it, see this. I'll put it in the show this notes. This is. I think I can. Yeah, she came into the room. I could sense. And right on the bed. Yeah, if, if you're a parent, you know when the moment is coming because, like, they're moving around. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. And they're like, my tummy. And she had just eaten a ton of chocolate. It was the day after Easter or the night of Easter. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew it was coming, and I heard the, <laughs> mm, I was like, damn it, no, not in the bed. Not in the bed. So I grabbed her and like, tried to fling her out of the bed. But it just but landed. But it landed on the dog. And then he didn't even know. But kind of that's a blessing in disguise because otherwise that would have been your well, pink pillow. it was all over my... my oh, ew, no, yeah. it is on the bed. Never yeah. mind. That's it not a blessing. Nothing about that's a dog. blessing. Yeah. I had to give him a bath. He, but he didn't know. Look, he was just like, oh. Mom, why are you turning the lights on? Like, I'm oh fine. Just let me lay in the puke. I, so that's probably happening okay. right now as we speak. Probably. But, you know... We got way off track. We're going to push sorry. through. Yeah. So, I don't even know what we were talking about. Uh, I, how so you, it, how did, mm. how does the, the shame affect you with like your body? And... So many things. But I think, I think I felt ashamed for being so sad too. Like, cause I was not, I wasn't an unhappy person. I've always been pretty like lighthearted, mm-hmm. let's have fun kind of person. And I got, and well, no, that's not, I get really worried about things. That's my vice. But I was just like. Like tongue cancer. <laughs> What are you talking about? If you followed my stories when we were in Portland, um, Callie was a little bit concerned that she had tongue cancer the entire time it we were there. was a solid. I caught her doing a fair amount of WebMD and Google searches with nasty looking tongues anyway. And that's an improvement. Like, that's an improvement from what it used to be. But okay. Yeah. That's disturbing. Uh-huh. Two weeks. But I do not have tongue cancer. No, she doesn't. But the thing was, is that, but that was part of it, is that Mm -hmm. I always thought I was going to have these terrible things, and then Mm -hmm. I got the terrible thing. Mm -hmm. So then it was like, well, now what? Like, Mm -hmm. now I'm sick, and now the worst thing has happened, and my life is probably over. And then I felt bad about thinking that, and then... Well, and then you also feel bad because you're always like, oh, there's always somebody who's got it worse. Like, that's the whole thing that's the big part Mm -hmm. about chronic illness. Mm -hmm. It's always like... Yeah, you have problems, but then everyone's like, yeah, but someone's always got it, you know, worse than you. And yeah, that's true. But mm-hmm. I'm always telling people, like, that doesn't mean that your problems don't matter. No, your like, problems are still valid. Like, it doesn't mean that your yeah. problems are not hard. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I remember hearing about, <laughs> so this, like, I don't, just some random guy people were talking about who had cancer. I hated this guy. Like, they just, they hated him. <laughs> oh, no. 
And I, you thought he got cancer I didn't because know of you? him. No, I had no idea who he was. Oh. There's my wine. Um, it was just that they were like, well, he's just so happy about it. Or not happy about it, but you know, like, he's just trusting God and he's happy still and he knows no matter what happens and he's just got this great attitude. And then I could like feel them like looking at me like, and oh, because you. you didn't have the good attitude. And you. Yeah. I know. You just have a bladder disease and mm-hmm. you're acting like you're mm-hmm. over. So, oh, I, I know. just did the F bomb on the podcast. I wonder if I'll, I can keep that. Mm. There we go. <clears throat> okay, well, it's been about five minutes and that's a glass Ooh. of wine number two yeah. for you. So, this is going to be a really <laughs> saucy episode right. by the end. We are going to talk about sexuality. So, oh, we are? Yep. <laughs> Let's begin. All right. My mom doesn't know what a podcast is. Mine does. She's listening right now. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> oh. She did try to give me a vibrator today. So. Well. It was my. It, it was good a, for it, her. It's a nail filer for a dog, but it oh, looks exactly well. like a vibrator. <clears throat> mom. <laughs> a clever way of disguising it, sounds like. <laughs> this is just for my dog. Okay. Um. <laughs> Oh, no. Why I've got a, I've got a real question. Okay, why do we feel ashamed when we haven't done anything? Like we haven't done anything. We didn't do anything. Right. You didn't cause your your problems, your illness. Why? Yeah. Well, I think yeah. because <clears throat> the way that everyone deals with people who have mystery illness or chronic illness is kind of like they don't get it. They don't understand it, and half the time the person who has it doesn't understand it either. Yeah. Like it took me for years to even get like any diagnosis of what was wrong with me so I was like trying to explain to people like Mm. you know I feel like crap and whatever and they're just like I don't get it because you look fine Mm -hmm. and even if you don't feel good when you go out and do something socially or you're with your kids or whatever you're going to suck it up and you're going to just you Mm -hmm. know act normal you're not going to act like you're in pain you're not going to act like you're tired um, yeah. I'm sure you did a lot of that. Mm, I remember <laughs> people, kids. I remember people when I told them that I was suicidal at a certain point, like I saw them months later, <clears throat> like a year later, I was like, yeah, I was thinking about jumping off of a balcony at that point. I don't know why I'm laughing. Um, and they were like, you looked so good. Like I would have never thought that yeah. you were. It looked totally fine. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you put some makeup on, you dress, you know, you Which dress. Which is excruciating. Like, to get clothes. to that point where you actually look normal. Yeah. Yeah. And you go out and everyone thinks that you are just like everybody else. So Mm -hmm. I think the shame is because other people make you feel like, like we were talking about, like you shouldn't really complain because it's not that bad because you're not in a wheelchair, you're not bedridden. Or, um, you know, you're not really that sick because you look like you're fine. So I think all of that kind of plays into it. And that's a really big hard it's a hard thing for people to come to grips with, with mm-hmm. chronic illness. It's something I talk to a lot of people about because we all struggle with the same thing. And then you're already struggling with trying to even explain yeah. it to people because no one gets it until mm-hmm. they get it or until they have it. Yeah. And it's, um, I said in one of the podcast episodes, like the first, the intro to all of this, I was talking about how it kind of, <clears throat> some. There was someone that quoted something, and I cannot remember what it was, but That's it's like... That's really <laughs> profound. <laughs> something. Wow. wow. I just got a- such a whiff of wine when you left <laughs> right now. I mean, it just like <laughs> smells like an Italian about- restaurant in here. <laughs> well, 
pretty close. <laughs> We're just missing the meatballs. But anyway, <sighs> the point was... <laughs> Please tell me there's a point to something that we're saying tonight at this at this juncture. I'm not sure. So there was this girl. <laughs> I'm just going to have some more cauliflower crackers <laughs> while you're thinking this through. And an article. Now we're getting into some of the, what is that? ASMR right now. I with guess. You eating the crackers. I know AS- that is. ASMR. What is Your it? cat's twitching again. She's weird. Is it ASMR or AMS? Apparently, there's something ASMR. where people like make noises yeah. in the microphones, and people are into it. It's really they take like a little weird. Blush brushes and rub it against the mic, and um, no, that's weird. Sometimes these people are weird. Sometimes there's moaning. Uh, uh-uh. we're not even. Mm-mm. I think you should do some. Moaning, I don't want to recognize some moaning to end these people. Episode. I don't want to give them any attention. It's weird. Okay, so we'll go back to my article. <laughs> it wasn't my article. It was this other woman's. Anyway, that. It's it's an I don't know exactly what she said obviously but it there's an Iceland <laughs> clearly I had it written down from it if you want to know what she said yeah go to shame introduction I think that's the name of the episode but um the point was that we f- were afraid of being isolated and so oh, yeah. there's like that shame of there's something wrong there's something inherently wrong with me and so if that's true then I am different and if I'm different then I am isolated and if I'm isolated that's like well the whole topic of isolation is huge and I actually just talked about that today on my Instagram because um you know the isolation that you feel when you're going through something like this not just because no one gets it no one understands but also because it takes so much energy to be social to be out to do things um, that you just find yourself wanting to be a recluse because also you're sitting there and let's say you got all these food allergies and stuff and everyone's eating and you're like, oh, I can't have that. I can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Why? What's wrong? It's not like you're going to, you know, go into anaphylactic shock. I don't get why you can't eat that. There's just so many yeah. questions surrounding yeah. everything that it's like, it's just so much of a hassle to deal with. Mm-hmm. You just don't even want it. And then you feel like you're a burden to other people. Yes. Like we have to go somewhere where I can eat something. Mm-hmm. We have to go, you know, it's just, it's constantly yeah. a burden. And if you're a people pleaser, like I am. Mm, and me. It's especially hard because you don't want to annoy the waiters. You're like, can yeah. I, can I, <laughs> can I please have that pizza with oh no pizza is like the worst without red sauce so for a while i couldn't have red sauce oh so no. when we between would, you and me we couldn't have anything on nothing. the pizza because i can't have the crust or the cheese you can't have the sauce i can now i can now but for a while like, well like, or when my bladder's flaring i probably shouldn't but i do um yeah so i couldn't have that and then i would like ask for barbecue but i would ask but but does it have barbecue sauce on it yes Okay, I can't have the barbecue sauce, but Wait, can I what? have the barbecue? There's such a thing as a barbecue pizza with no barbecue sauce. Not the pizza. What makes it a barbecue Just pizza? Just barbecue. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> so you literally like pulled pork on a pizza? Basically. Not Wait, on what? pizza. <laughs> you're, you're still... You're still... Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're not talking about pizza anymore. No. All right. So you're just talking about Barbecue. barbecue. Yeah, so Couldn't like have some socks. Sh- you just like, can I get some shaved meat? Can I just have some shaved meat? And I'd be like, can pork. I have that no bun? <laughs> yes. 
right. and is the sauce gluten free if yeah. not um and then they just think you're a bunch of pretentious assholes is what they well think yeah because yeah. for so long the whole gluten free thing was like oh you're just trying to right. lose weight you know mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. okay and so then no one took you seriously and half the time you, you got your food and it still had gluten in it because they didn't even care too many documentaries and so you just yeah. stopped going out to eat which is another uh-huh. thing that made you an antisocial. right it's just a mess yeah and well for me i like to <clears throat> i like to drink really <laughs> and so i never would have noticed not incessantly i don't have a problem <clears throat> yet but i um you're I talking to someone who used to have at least two cases of boxed wine in my fridge at all you're times gonna say in like my 20s no okay so, and I didn't have yeah. a drinking problem, but, you know, I just yeah. like to have some wine at the end of the night. Well, for each child is an additional glass of wine each night. So right. Takes you that wine, much longer to relax. Night. Yeah. Exactly. So three glasses minimum. Especially when they're vomiting all over your dog. Right. Why did I have to bring that into this segment? Well, because. <laughs> that's <laughs> a hard stop image. Stop talking about that's that. A, that's a burned in oh, image right no. now. That you all can see in the show. Uh, <laughs> so, um. We keep getting off track and talking about vomit. Uh, Guilty. So we're going to rein it in and talk about sexuality. Oh, now there is a 180. (laughs) I've had two glasses of wine. I'm ready. Okay, I've had a glass of immunity tea, but... (laughs) You're ready. Sure. You're so ready. (laughs) I'm ready. You're ready to fight against anything. Uh I'll just... I'll put a broad question out there, and then we can narrow it. I have some more narrow questions, but really the idea being, like, how does it... Does chronic illness take a hit on your sexuality? Mm -hmm. How so? What specific ways for you? Go ahead. Oh. Way like to that? throw it on Let the me Think about it for I think a second. Technically, you're supposed to answer first because you're the guest. Oh boy, really. that's just... but if you need time to think, I, I mean, I can talk about it. Okay. Well, I think I mean it, t- it. It affects a lot of that because not only, like I said, your body changes. You know, with um, not only just how you feel, but <clears throat> physically. You know, like I said, my body is kind of like falling apart because I have just not been able to take care of myself. I've been a lot more sedentary, and so that just doesn't make you feel very good by yourself. Super sexy, no. Yeah, and you're also just tired, and all you can think about is it. Almost like it almost takes over your entire brain when you get a chronic illness or you have a mystery illness where you're just trying to figure out what's wrong. Mm -hmm. The only thing you can think about all you do all day is research. Yes try to contact doctors, try to talk to people, try to get information. You're just like a sponge and you're trying to just figure it out. It's like a rabbit You're like freaking in- yeah. <clears throat> Spectre gadget. Like yeah. you're just trying to... <laughs> uh, millennials, you won't get that. Um, they might- Angela Lansbury, they won't get that either. They won't get that either. They might know the like new Netflix version of oh, Inspector Gadget. My kids know. watch, yeah. Anyway, but you're just, you're just so focused on trying to figure it out, trying to get better that you literally don't have time to think about or care about anything else. And yeah. so all of your relationships, I feel like, suffer. Mm, your friendships, yeah. because of also because of isolation and just social situations that you're not able to really be a part of. Yeah. And also, you know, with your partner because you just, you're, like I said, more depressed. You're just focused on trying to figure this out. And you're just not, the like sexual relationships or intimacy it's like the last thing yeah. on your mind 
Ooh, and so, especially if you're in pain. <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple things there. Yeah. Uh, remind me to go back to pleasure. <laughs> That's a great okay. Line right there. I'll make a note. <laughs> Mental note. <clears throat> but with so with interstitial cystitis. Uh huh. Um, Re- recap that real quick for anyone who doesn't know, because it's a weird one. A lot okay, of people don't know. S- thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so interstitial cystitis is what I have. It's easier just to say I see, so that's what I'm going to say from now on. 100% easier. Yeah. No one knows how to say it. No. No. <laughs> so, my therapist, she still is like, no. <laughs> what is the name of that disease that you have? <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't even have to try. I feel like everything bad starts <clears throat> with an I. Ooh. IBD. Oh, yeah. IBS. Ooh. I... Something else. Uh, I, no. iPhone though is not. <laughs> it just ruined you. That definitely ruins my theory. I was really on a roll there until you got to iPhone. <laughs> oh. Although iCloud, I would offer, I is kind of the devil. ICloud. I don't do it. It creeps me out. It really creeps me out. I don't and like then it. I accidentally <laughs> deleted like so a ton see? of videos of my daughter when I first got the first smartphone, which was like five years after everyone else in the world. <laughs> it was. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Finally got it. And then I was like trying to clear room on my phone. Deleted it everywhere. And then mm-hmm. I tried talking to the Apple guy and he was like, nope. you are a grandma. They're like, you're screwed. And I was like, please, I just want to keep it on my computer. I have a terabyte on my computer <laughs> just so I can save all my damn pictures. Let me do it. So I did, did finally figure them? it out. Oh, you got them. No, lost those, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a silver no. lining. I was like, oh, okay. No, it's all no. gone. It was all, all right. gone. It's yeah. fine. Well, why would we talk about anything good on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's the chronically well. <laughs> let me tell you about the time what? my grandma died. Yeah, and let me tell you about that. <laughs> so speaking of interstitial society. <laughs> It's a horrible disease. <laughs> Pretty bad. Um, so I have to say I am I'm much better now, which is why like a lot of people will see my stories and they're like, well, how are you drinking wine? Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't for like two years. And see, that also plays into the whole like it makes you feel bad like because yeah. you're doing better now and you can actually like have coffee and yeah. wine and then it's like, well, those people can and then people make you feel bad about yeah, it or make you feel, you feel like, are sh- there like, like yeah. well, you were never sick, you know, because yes. you can do this now. No, you're just, you're better. And there's this lady on the forum. Oh, oh forums. That's she your first was, problem. Don't ever go on a forum. She was so bad. And if you guys have been on the forum that I'm talking about and you have interstitial cystitis, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And she would... um anytime anybody would be like or if I would go on there and be like I can have coffee it's fine she'd be like well you better be careful because if you have too much coffee it's gonna come back with a vengeance come back even worse gonna burn up into ashes and die so death and destruction yeah so I I, but I fire and brimstone yeah so now that I can have coffee I'm like listen guys mm-hmm. it's okay i can attest to the fact that you can have coffee can because have that's coffee. all you did in portland well i was in portland was drinking so so you have to have all the coffee in portland okay yeah, you do for sure i did i had all the ice cream though so it's okay. you did you did i joined you i had all the things oh, okay so what were we talking about well oh. <clears throat> i see oh yeah so sexuality. i see and sexuality oh it's a rough one so when i first found out about this disease it was like a month in a lot of people take a long longer time we're not going to go all, all the way into icy but basically it's just like a it feels like you have a bladder infection all the time 
and which is horrendous yeah so it's like you go to the bathroom you, feel, you go pee and then it's like you have that like pressure yes it's, oh. it feels like your bladder is bruised and it was like oh. the worst part was like when I would take a step I could feel it and really? I was just like oh god so you like never wanted to move never oh. and I would just want like an ice pack on my bladder like all the time so you can imagine god I'm like turning red even with two glasses oh, yeah. of wine you but you never want to have sex no, it was terrifying. Yeah, of course. Um, for a really long time. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was painful. And then you would go on to the forums and people would be like, well, you can just find a new way. I was like, I don't want a new way. <laughs> I want to be able to have sex. Yeah. The normal way. Right. Which I did again. But, like, it took a long time. So mm-hmm. I think that that really took a huge hit on my sexuality because first of all I felt like a big frump because I was wearing like yoga pants and you know and Mm -hmm. and I had three little kids I had a six-month-old baby yeah yeah and um so that was hard and I felt like I would see like women who are really sexy and like I just like wow like I feel like just minuscule in comparison to yeah and just sure not sexy I mean I yeah. was not full of sex. No. <laughs> I was not. You just want to be comfortable on your couch I was with full your being packed. ice packs. Yeah. I was icy. No, I get it. I was icy yeah. and crabby. And <clears throat> so, yeah, that's how it affected me. Um, that, and, and that's kind of why, like, I do the ridiculous nails and the heels now. And, like, because I'm like, I can be sexy yeah. again. So I'm going to be. I mean, I'm with you on the nails. That's fine. You can keep your talents. But like, I feel like we should talk about the nails. But like, second. listen, I'm going to need you to wear, like, I'm going to need you to wear a good running shoe when we're together because honestly, you never know when we're going to have to run from a sketch area. You are so, you think everywhere is a sketch area. <laughs> you never know. Uh-oh, what happened? It was just the monitor. You blew it. Very good, though. You never know when we're going to be running late to a conference, when we're going to be running through a sketch area at night. I can just take my shoes off. Uh, uh, You can't just take your shoes off. Then you'll get some kind of disease that's on the street. We're in Africa. No, there's plenty of diseases here. Now, listen, especially in Portland, I'm just imagining... I think that about half the population Look, of Portland wearing, walks around these, barefoot. These are a wedge, but they're a tennis shoe. Those they're are like cute. a heel, but those a tennis are shoe. Cute. Those you are, are you are allowed to wear those. I know, but um, but you are not allowed to wear Chinese foot trap shoes <laughs> when we're together. But they're. I'm so not strong enough to carry you because I have a chronic cute. illness. <laughs> Did you see how you I tied that together? Yeah, I did. You brought it full swing, full swing there. Yeah. I know, it's dumb. And my feet hurt really bad the next they day. They hurt terribly, and you were bandaging them. <laughs> and you were, like, icing your wounds. like. So um, this is something else that I talked about in the first episode a little bit, just a little bit, was, like, that in order for me to get – so I really believe that healing for me happened apart from my body, like, because I had to get out of, like, the mentality of thinking only about physical and so I had to mm-hmm. think spiritual emotional mm-hmm. thus chronically well right like so when I started shifting my mindset shifting how I thought 
shifting it not so much on tomorrow I'm going to feel all better, but right now I can feel well in these ways. Yes. That's when I actually started healing. And then I did heal physically eventually too. I think that there's a huge mind-body connection. That's mm-hmm. a whole other series, you guys, we're going to talk about eventually. But, yeah. um, but, and I think that's all very well, but we forget about the body part of it. Because mm-hmm. I think that I so dissociated from my body and trying to get away from the pain that I forgot what my body was telling me. So I think that our bodies tell us things. And, oh, yeah, 100%. Um, how do you, like, do you feel like that? Like, what does, Do you feel that in any way? How? Well, okay, so back to what you were first saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you have to find a way to find purpose in your life that you feel like has no meaning anymore. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I started feeling like I spend half my days in bed, Mm -hmm. tired, just researching health stuff, just going to doctors, just going to, but like, what is the point of anything anymore? Mm -hmm. Like for me. And so then I started my blog and my Instagram and stuff because I found comfort in finding other people who were going through similar things. And so through that, I decided that I was going to try to pass on the things that I was learning to try to help other people. And that even though I might be at home in bed, I can be doing something that feels like my life matters. Yeah, that's perfect. Because that was really hard for me. But um, I think that you know, it's difficult because I'm not really there yet. I'm not better. So I'm not on the other side of it. So I still struggle a lot with my mind and trying to, you know, be positive. But I think that, that focusing on my blog and trying to reach out and helping other people and hearing their stories and stuff, that helps me to somewhat get out of the abyss of depression And but that is true positivity, though. Uh, one of the people that I interviewed on this mm-hmm. podcast, Whitney, um, she was talking about like true positivity versus oh gosh, I forget what she had, but I put it. I just had it on my stories today. But like being po- the be positive thing, like that's mm-hmm. it's not really true. But what you're doing is a positive thing because oh yeah, I mean I'm not even going to still... pretend that I have. I a positive right that I'm really like optimistic I've always tended <laughs> towards uh, you're shocker. not an optimist <laughs> guys this is breaking news <laughs> this just in I'm I bored. am a complete pessimist <laughs> <laughs> no idea you know those people no. who are excited about going on a plane and going somewhere new? I'm just looking for who's the terrorist? Uh, where's the engine that's faulty? Um, I do that too. Who's wearing a SARS mask? Um, I am a little... I think that I think I'm an optimist, but I'm not. No, I don't think that you are. I'm not an optimist. No. But I don't even try to pretend like I'm an optimist. So that's where it's like, you know, people... I feel, feel like people I just feel, got pessimified the thing. by the pessimist. You got demystified, but like... I did. Yeah. So here's the thing. People feel bad for yeah. being pessimistic. Like, mm-hmm. everyone has to be an optimist. Everyone has to be cheery and look on the bright side, and everything's like motivational and inspirational. And I've just had enough. Like, I, <laughs> I want nothing to do with all of that business because it's like... It's all just fake to me anyway. Like, we all know reality. We all see reality. I know your favorite motto. 
And it's like, what's my favorite motto? <laughs> it's not get it. It's something else. The glass isn't just half empty. It's also contaminated with lead. <laughs> no. Oh, because that's what I said on a blogger panel one time when I was giving some advice to high school kids. I think that people get way too hung up on trying to be trying to be positive. And it's like, you know, you have to whatever, whatever. And you know what? Good for them. And they can, you know, say all these positive mantras and everything else. But it's like, you know what? It's reality. If you're dealing with chronic chronic illness, you know, you have a lot of bad days. And you know what? It's okay to say I'm having a bad day. And I try to be as real as possible on my Instagram. Like, listen, Mm -hmm. not having a good day. Not feeling good. Not feeling hopeful. You know, Mm -hmm. another, you know, whatever round of bad news has come. And it is what it is. And, you know, but the the thing is just to not get yeah. so wrapped That's up the in the bad news that you become a depressed mess. Yes. You still have to be able to push forward even though things are going badly. Yeah, it is such a balance because I found a lot of like the like, – I don't think in any way you are like this. <clears throat> but I think there are a lot of people on there where like there are literal memes that say, I have a chronic illness. Oh, yeah. Every day is a Monday. Like God, like I want. Oh, I know. I see. I, I really wanted to I kill agree myself. With you. I never want to be like that. And I also had to leave all of the forums. Whenever I found out yes. I had a, a certain thing wrong with me, I would like join a Don't. forum, try to get information, Don't and everyone was so doom and gloom. I thought my life was ending every second, and that I can't get on board with. Like, you know, I'm I'm all for being realistic, but I'm not for being like doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I never wanted my account to be just about chronic illness or just about all mm-hmm. this depressing stuff. I wanted it to be like hopeful and uplifting and informational. Yeah. You know, but still realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because there are the there there's two ways you can be depressed and feel shame. Mm, nice tie in. Yes. Was that what our topic was? I think so. Shame. I think that's where we started. Good. I kind of lost my point. Oh, okay. So there's two ways that you can feel the shame, mm. right? Well, maybe one more than the other, but definitely like the where you feel like you should be that positive person and you're not, mm-hmm. and you feel like shit and you just want to feel like shit like for the day and yeah, and, and right. it's okay and that's okay. But there's that shame too that creeps in. Like I should be, I should be the person that's like, it's okay, my life's great, it's gonna be fine. But then there's also the other end of the spectrum where it's like, everything is terrible, and I, and you should like. So I start to feel the shame of talking about how I actually enjoy my life, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I should be talking like maybe that's somehow devaluing or devaluing evaluating is that the word invalidating mm-hmm. someone else's experience mm-hmm. so there's like the two ends of the, the mm-hmm. shame spectrum it's hard it's hard to be right in the middle mm-hmm. guys we've just spent the last 25 30 minutes <sighs> what have we done well i did some stretches you did because st- i needed to get more blood flow to my brain because <laughs> you'd ask a question and then i would immediately forget what you asked <laughs> Um, and you're forgetting for a different reason because you're on your fifth glass of wine. Third. You said you had no more wine and you might switch to vodka, but then you just came back with another glass of wine. So I'm pretty confused. It required opening another bottle of wine. Oh, so you had it. And I was feeling too lazy. You were But then I remembered that I had a twist off top. (laughs) So... 
That was easier. So that's where we're at than the, the vodka. vodka. Got because it. then I would have to slice a lime, and do I want to and slice then the lime? And she popped her. So, okay, if you have interstitial cystitis, I highly recommend, I think you need to start paying me for this shit, but um, I highly recommend pre-leaf. So you take two of these things, I don't know, it's like magnesium, magical phosphate, and then you like put... You take them with every drink. Every, well, that's because every drink is acidic that I drink. So like coffee, wine... Don't even try with tomato juice. So she walks out of the kitchen and she falls to her knees <laughs> and she's choking and she's got a glass of wine in her hand and the dog is barking hysterically and I'm like, what are you choking on? She says, my so I can drink pills. That's that's what they are. So that's where we're at. Um, oh wait, it just stopped. Oh wait, no, it's still going. So that's where we're at. I'm yeah. doing full body stretches to get blood flow. <laughs> Callie is three sheets to the wind. I and we have no idea what we're talking glasses about. Glasses in and not three sheets to the they wind. We are the same thing. I- so, uh, Britt's. Oh, you're recording. I am. Okay. <laughs> Britt's real excited to talk about the P word. Oh, Callie just cut. <laughs> Nope. Pleasure. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> That's right up there with moist. But here's the thing. Oh, no. We're not. No. Not well, how do you like it? Moist, 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 moist. <laughs> pleasure, 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 pleasure. Uh, okay. Now that we've grossed everybody out. Ooh. Okay. Oh, no. So. Okay. I feel like. So this has been my journey lately and it's been coming back into my body so embodiment practices right okay do we know anything about this no it's weird yeah it's really you're getting weird on me and i don't know what to do it's wonderful (laughs) so because you disconnect from your body so much yeah because of the pain or whatever like then you forget about the good parts about your body Mm mm-hmm I can't do it. I can't do it. And so talking about pleasure. But it's not like it doesn't have to be sexual pleasure. I mean, so one of these But that's what everyone thinks about when you see pleasure. But that's the problem. That is the problem. Why did you say that's what we're talking about? The problem is that no, but it's not a problem. Like sexual is not a problem, but like the fact that we only associate pleasure with sex is the problem true right so like our bodies are supposed to feel pleasure in other ways so i'm reading that's my cat (laughs) she's rubbing the microphone she's feeling pleasure from rubbing (laughs) her chin on the microphone um okay so my point is that coming back to your body requires and it doesn't have to be like there's no set way but I love, so in this book, Michaela Bohm, uh, <laughs> The Wild <laughs> Woman. Mm-hmm. Maybe you would like that. Um, I do like that title. It's good. It's good. It's good. You might not like the intro. We'll talk about that later, but um, for other reasons. Anyway, she talks about ways to come back into your body, and it's been really good for me. And it's not all sexual. That's definitely part of it. So, yeah, I have been trying things. I'm not going to tell you guys all of the things that I've been trying. 
But some of them, just like yoga or like she yeah. talks about like just feeling like the breeze go past your shoulders, mm-hmm. like something that feels good. So mm-hmm. I think that's especially important and she doesn't talk about chronic illness. But I think that's especially important for those of us that have chronic illness. Yeah. Because we're used to feeling pain. Mm-hmm. And so to try and associate pleasure with our bodies again. Yeah, that's a good point. Is important. Yeah. And however you want to do that, it's up to you. I mean, I'm three glasses in. I could talk about I think the different ways. Your dog but literally you're talking is about my dog no, no, again. But, but just, just take a look. <laughs> so. His head is completely buried between the couch cushions, and I'm pretty sure he's trying to eat the base of your couch. He's getting um, like crumbs or something that the kids left behind, or oh. he, or he's trying to get his bone. Oh, yep, he's eating something. Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Other than that, what are some ways that you think that you can handle? Like, what are some ways to overcome the um, obstacle of feeling ashamed when you have a chronic illness? We don't have to talk about Well, I think that you were right in saying how, like, you do things that make yourself feel good. Like, Mm -hmm. you do. You get your nails done, and you, like, dress a certain way, and it makes you feel good about yourself. And, like, just, you know, like... um, yeah, doing things that make you feel good about yourself. Like I started getting like all these treatments done on my skin oh, yeah. because, you know, that was stuff that like really I struggled with for a long time and I just wanted to feel good about my skin. And so I decided that I'm going to spend my money, you know, in that way and I'm going to finally feel better about this. And so just finding ways that there are certain areas that you can work on to make you feel yeah. better. And your skin is radiant. Well, thank you. It's been a shit show my whole life. It's not now. All right. It's not now. Okay. So I think that's basically it. (laughs) (laughs) How was that for an ending? Oh, boy. Well, so thank you so much for (laughs) (laughs) listening to... This episode mm. of the Chronically Well podcast was a little different than most. You're welcome. Thank this you. That's all I have to say. Britt Winsett of Celery in the City. How can anyone who wants to hear more of this... Um, no one's going to want to hear anything else from me after this. They will. But if you do... But if you do, how do they find you? I'm at Celery in the City on Instagram, on Facebook, on my blog, on Pinterest... <laughs> my email <laughs> at gmail <laughs> <laughs> that's how you find her literally and you know what you guys i'd be really interested to know what your shame stories are so for real like i'm, I'm not just saying that so send them in um to reverend quill <laughs> on Instagram. i don't even know how do people find me wow so that was a very interesting episode to edit um thank you to all of you who stayed until the end um i hope that we were at least a little bit helpful at helping you understand that you are not alone in your shame in feeling less than significant about your body about yourself um when you have a chronic illness so I'll be back to talk more about this next week. Um, If you do want to hear more from the Chronically Well podcast, um, go to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts 
and um, I've got some more episodes up there. So give them a listen. You can find me at Instagram at River and Quill. I was confused about that before, but I know now. Um, and you can find me at CallieDixon.com and Britt at Celery in the City. So um, because there was so much editing and there was some stuff that I thought, mm, that's kind of funny. Um, if you were so inclined, I have included set to the best theme song ever um some cuts and edits and bloopers from my interview with Britt so um thanks for being here I'm going to just go ahead and end the episode with those bloopers thanks everybody (laughs) I don't know we didn't discuss the rules although I think we can swear but I'll just have to make it explicit <clears throat> I think you you'll can't be my swear. first explicit. I think episode. you can't swear if like you're with a company that like right. doesn't allow it. You well, know I think what I'm you, you just have to tell them so that like a five year old. But what five year old is gonna start listening to a chronic illness? Well, kids <laughs> are getting sick <laughs> earlier and earlier these days. Mom, <laughs> you never know. I mean, your cat is dreaming and cleaning itself, and I'm just a little bit distracted. She's um, disgusting. She's laying right here she's on the desk between us. Um. <clears throat> so, yeah, we might have to cut out that whole thing. <laughs> this is gonna go in the bloopers. What are we talking about? I give up. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm, I'm stopping. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know, recording me crunching? <laughs> there might be some people that really like it anything. Uh-huh. I swear I just turned my phone off. Oh my It's because gosh. I was listening to your stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, I guess I'll just... I wore sensible oh, shoes. Oh, go ahead and just stretch right <laughs> out, cat. Just, there you go. Don't mind all the cords and crap. She's gonna come right, rub right yeah, into you. Yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> this is the most professional podcasting office I've ever been in. And now she's cleaning herself. I don't think she's doing a very effective job, though, because like, people... Oh, I am not sure what that was, but... I feel like people... Oh, the cat's back, and she wants some of my tea. All right. I think I'm there. I think I'm chilling there. I think you're chilling there. Oh, aren't we just perfect? We are. <laughs> Now what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but people like to hear about sex. No, your mom is listening. My mom is listening. But my mom... I just no. turned my sound off. Did you? you? Mm. Because that's not my beep. <clears throat> so we need to bring this. We need to bring this somewhere. In the, the vodka. vodka. So the problem is that... I was hoping for a second that actually that wasn't plugged in. <laughs> I can no, it's all. No, it's there. I can use anything that I want. So. Okay. I'm trying not to be distracted by how loud your dog breathes. <laughs> that sounds like sounds like he has sleep apnea. Like does. you might want to get that. He does check. have sleep apnea. No, he does not. Yeah, he does. Well, we had. His, now I feel bad. He, we had his nose cut open a little bit so that he could breathe oh. better. But he still like has. an old man. Still has trouble. Well, he's got the short little nose. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hiding under the pillows. 
probably trying to eat it. Okay. <laughs> I keep trying to talk about pleasure and you keep talking about my dog. This is a, it's called deflection. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to change the subject. I know you are. <laughs> stay with me, Brent. Come stay in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I mean, I might have to come back a different day. You might. We might have to add another segment. segment. Yeah. You'll have know. to see how it goes. <clears throat> this could be interesting. I don't know. You guys. One segment to... could just be bloopers. Bloopers for like fifty-seven percent of <laughs> the material that we recorded. I'm pretty sure it was. But the other is solid gold. That's true. There's so. some. There's some uh, real takeaways. <laughs> I feel like we should end the episode with all of us chopping the cauliflower crackers. Uh, Lauren, will you bring the crackers in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's our assistant, Lauren. She's going <laughs> to... This is a really... The crackers uh, are this is provided. Really on a platter, thank you. <laughs> it's a really high-end situation. So all of you here. ASMR freaks don't even know what that is we're gonna watch some asmr after this and so here you go guys here we go <laughs> like i just i'm gonna very you know what if if you're thinking about leaving a review after this after this one why don't you just maybe wait sleep on it um wait till you hear the next one come out you might change your mind don't jump to any rash conclusions. <laughs> oh, I don't think they can leave comments on podcasts. Two was your limit from now on. <laughs> <laughs> you got off. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>